You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's 11 o'clock at night. It's dark. You're sitting in front of the mirror getting ready for bed. There's nobody else in the house. You see something move in the corner of your eye. You glance to your right, but you don't see anything. Another minute goes by, and you think you see movement again. So you slowly turn to your left, but again, the room is empty. You turn back around, and staring you face to face in the mirror is a cat. You jump back, because you don't have a cat, and there's no cat in the room. But there he is, staring at you in the mirror. Welcome to Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week, we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Now, step into the supernatural world of pets with your Paranormal Pets ghostly host, our ghost host, Hello, and welcome to Paranormal Pets at PetLifeRadio.com. My name is Brandy Stark, and I'm hosting this segment on animals and reincarnation. Our guest this week is Pamela Nations Weissman, who has quite an interesting and varied background working with animals and holistic treatments, nature, herbalism, etc. And um, she's going to tell us all about it right after these commercial announcements. Time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say Bigfoot. Don't run away. Hey, ready to take a walk? Not just you, but the whole family. It's the 2009 Whisker Walk, Sunday, June 7th from 11 to 3 at the Lancaster Fairground in Lancaster, Massachusetts. Pet owners and animal lovers walk to lend a paw to benefit the animal shelters and pet charities they love. Come see exhibits, demonstrations, educational programs, special attractions, product giveaways, entertainment, auctions, raffles, food, fun, and things for adults and kids to see, do, and buy, both human and pet-related. Whisker Walk 2009, a fun day for everyone. For more information, log on to whiskerwalk.org. When you're looking to add a pet into your life, consider adopting a homeless animal from your local shelter or rescue group. Whether you want a kitten, puppy, or a more mature pet, a purebred or a one-of-a-kind mixed breed, even a rabbit or hamster, your shelter has the best selection of animals anywhere, all screened for good health and behavior. PetLifeRadio.com presents Take Me Home with your host, Susan Daffron. Join us each week as we showcase wonderful pets, tell stories, and even throw some pet education into the mix. So get ready to find out why the pet adoption option can be a great way to add a furry companion into your life. Take me home every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Did 
you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host. And welcome back. Today we are discussing animals and reincarnation. My special guest is Pamela Nations Weissman, uh, who has some very interesting information to share with us. Uh, her background is quite varied and um, absolutely fantastic. She has a Bachelor's of Science in Natural Health from the Clayton County College of Natural Health and has worked with veterinarians in Colorado and New York City. You are part Cherokee and you have always had an affinity with nature and the healing properties, as I understand. Your interest began to blossom about 20 years ago. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this, is it Matilija Canyon? Uh, Matillaha Canyon, that's in Ojai, California, and it's um, uh, about 30 minutes from the town of Ojai. You have this great mountain, and um, so I lived up there for about 10 years. And it says that you would uh, you would actually go and get herbs with your mother, and you would let them dry in the rafters of your house, and you would use these for your friends and your family uh, to boost your immunity from the flu and from illness. And uh, that's fantastic, actually, right there. Uh, yeah, that was primarily sage and yerba santa that we would collect. Wow. It's, yeah, it grows, like, all over the place up there. Well, we could always use that down here. I teach collegically, and I know even right now my students are looking a little bit pale uh, coming in with a couple of influenza cases lately. And then you went from California to New York, and here you, you continued even, as you say, in the concrete jungle, uh, your connection to nature remains strong, and uh, you actually learned how just how important the earth is. So you continued to carry on your interest in nature, and you've been a natural health practitioner for quite some time, and you have a full-time animal wellness practice and a website business, which we'll be sure to put up. It's uh, Herbs and Nutrition for People and Pets dot com. So your expertise includes. Do you just want to tell us what I mainly do um, is I customize um, herbal and supplemental formulas to, you know, specifically for the individual. So instead of taking like a bunch of different things, I would just uh, customize it into one formula. So you've already got kind of a unique look at the world around you. And in addition to that, you are a student in Buddhism. You are uh, following a Lama and a Buddhist path. And in fact, I had you come, uh, you and your husband, Richard, came to speak to one of my uh, world religion classes, and you did a fantastic job, which is where we learned about some of your ideas and some of the experiences that you've had with animals and reincarnation. Now, as a Buddhist, uh, you believe in forms of rebirth, is that correct? That's correct. Um, the uh, various levels of existence... Um, they say we're, you know, we have as many past lives as there are stars in the sky. So at one time we've all been each other's mothers, brothers, fathers, sisters, um, pets. You know, we've um, had many various life forms. The six levels of, ex of existence are, um, well, first there's the God realm, which um, the God realm they have the flaw of pride. They think they're better than everyone. So they don't really suffer like everyone else, but at the time of their death, their virtue's been exhausted, so they may be reborn into a lower realm. And then there's the demigod realm. They pretty much do all the work, and the god realm kind of reaps the fruit. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, so theirs is a jealous realm. 
Um, so their suffering is one of mental anguish. Um, and the other realm is the human realm. And they suffer birth, old age, sickness, and death, and meeting with enemies, loss of loved ones. And the main flaw there is attachment and desire. And then we have the animal realm. And that's one of uh, ignorance and suffering, uh, fear of being eaten. Um, And, um, you know, it's not a really ideal realm to be born into, because you can't study and, you know, Buddhism and stuff, or, you, you know, you can't, you know, it's just not a, a good one to be born into. But many lamas, if, if they feel that being born as an animal can benefit uh, other sentient beings somehow, they will take an animal rebirth, like the story about um, Drupon, where the stray cat showed up before he was going to be hosted, at this woman's house. So about five days before the llama showed up, the stray cat pretty much insisted on coming into Mira's house and living with her. And the llama recognized the cat as a former student of his, and he shook his finger in the cat's face and said, next time you study more, you know. Now, a llama in the, in the Buddhist tradition, just so everybody knows, is a person of higher learning, a teacher, uh, a highly enlightened person? That's correct, yeah. So these are, are individuals who would recognize the levels of reincarnation and they would have the power to recognize reincarnated beings. So that's how he knew his student uh, had reincarnated at death from a human into a cat. Right, right. And um, also, um, Sogyal Rinpoche, he um, is a lama in France, is where his monastery is. He recognized one of his students as being his dog. Really? Yeah, so he was like, oh, you know, many times they, they won't tell us because people think they're crazy, but, you know, every once in a while they'll, they'll say something if they feel the individual can handle hearing it. Okay, and what is the reason for a human to reincarnate as an animal in that sense? There could be a variety of different reasons. It could be karma, cause and effect. If you have uh, good actions and create good karma, you will have a favorable rebirth. Let's say non-virtuous actions, you may suffer a rebirth in one of the lower realms. The last uh, of the six realms being the ghost realm or the hungry ghost realm, their down- downfall is greed. So because of this greed, they experience uh, severe hunger or thirst. Mm-hmm. And you know they may like dance between different levels of the ghost realm where they are attacked by dogs or beaten or or cut, and it's just a, a, a realm of suffering. Um, so the, the animal realm is actually a higher realm than that realm. Okay, and then the lowest realm is the hell realm, is that correct? That's included in the ghost realm, yeah, the hungry okay. ghost realm. So we basically would have uh, the gods, the demigods, humans, which are kind of in the middle, and then animals, which are sort of in the lower half of the middle, and then you get the uh, ghost realm and the hells towards the bottom. Cool. And of those realms, the only two that directly interact, at least that we can see as humans, are the animals. For the Yes, mo- and also the hungry ghost, you may see, um, you know, shadowy figures sometimes. Like, my husband sets up his altar every day, and the altar bowls, he empties them out in a certain spot, on the front porch, and that's an offering to the hungry ghosts. 
Um, When he goes out of town and I don't set up the altar, I will see these figures going from the altar to um, where he dumps out his offerings. So, um, you know, I call my friend. I'm like, oh, no, it's happening again. She said, you forgot to set up the altar, didn't you? And I'm like, yes. Um, Now I just say, hey, he's not home. Come back later. (laughs) Okay. And uh, you also said that animals can see these hungry ghosts. Oh, yeah, a lot lot easier than uh, humans can, you know. Okay. You'll especially notice that with cats. Okay, so cats are the highly sensitive ones in the, in, in the Buddhist ideal or in general. Um, you just They just uh, are on the edge of the two, you know, levels, so they can see very clearly. Are they considered one of the higher animal existences? I wouldn't say that, no. I, I would just say more... they're good practitioners, though. Okay. Because I have heard, and I think this was from a Buddhist monk as well, that sometimes when people reincarnate into animals, depending on their karma, uh, you can have a good animal rebirth versus just a regular animal rebirth. So they say that animals that end up in good homes or in monastic orders that end up cared for by monks or nuns, uh, that they had better karma than just the average animal. And so they get get a better life. And Mm -hmm. so I was just curious if cats maybe fell into that realm. But they're just kind of a, a sensitive creature anyway, actually. Cats are intriguing in and of their own personality. I think it's their nature to be intriguing. That in itself is intriguing, uh, just the whole idea of these realms and how they interact with one another. And then the ability of the llama to be able to not only see all of these realms and to identify uh, reincarnated people and beings, but to identify former associates. Uh, that go back and forth. And then you did mention that llamas and, and teachers, in other words, when they pass on, they can take on animal form as well if it benefits others. Would this be beneficial to animals or would this be beneficial to humans? It could be both. It just depends on the karma involved. You know, uh, they may just keep coming back again to be together over and over again. You know, it doesn't have to be like a llama or an animal. It could be you know, a person and an animal, say like a former pet passes away, if that pet hasn't, you know, wants to still be with you, it can come back to you as another form. Um, For instance, like your uh, rat who thinks he's a pug, he could have been a pug, came back as a rat to teach maybe the lesson of tolerance. Okay. Um, You know, uh, patience for, you know, that would teach humans, you know, we humans, we, we are all so different. And to learn patience for each other's views. Mm-hmm. So seeing like a rat and a pug, or there was a story of a crow feeding a baby kitten, and they, were, they became good friends. Well, normally the cat would eat the crow, but no, this, these, uh, the crow would go to the door and ask for the kitten to come out. And then they go walking off together, you know, and he, the crow would pick up food and feed the kitten. So I think the lesson there is for us humans to look at it and say, well, yeah, we were all very different, but we can get along. So okay. Animals have a lot to teach us. That is actually really interesting. Just so everybody knows what, what we were talking about, I have a, a hairless rat, and I had spoken about this earlier, and uh, his name is Shadow, and I, I have always had, uh, I've had rats for a number of years, and they are wonderful, wonderful creatures. 
I know people kind of look at me and, and they don't expect me to have pet rats because I usually talk about my pugs. But uh, And when you have one rat, you can't just have one. I've almost always had five or six and they all have their own. I have what I call the rat condo. So they have their own little cages. And in fact, they have all sorts of room here. And they're just wonderful. I mean, they are, I tell people that my pugs are small people and that my rats are dogs, essentially, because they, pugs I see as having a lot of personality. They're very social. Yeah. And uh, pugs themselves, um, nobody knows why they're here. They have no real function. And they're really pets that are meant to be pampered as far back as the breed goes. Mm-hmm. So I call them little people. But the rats are, uh, they know their names and they do tricks and they want attention. But they're also okay on their own, which is why they're really kind of fun pets. But I do have one uh, whose name is Shadow, and he is exceptional. I have had rats, as I said, for a number of years, but Shadow is uh, most unique because he does not identify with other rats, but he identifies with the pugs, and he identifies more with me, which he always wants attention. He always craves attention, and in fact, one of my very favorite pictures is of Shadow sleeping with one of the pugs. Um, he tries to I sleep with them. I actually saw that photo, yeah. I mean, it's, it is very bizarre. It's things that you wouldn't expect. And, you know, it, it really is very, very neat. Now, this pug that he was sleeping with was 17 years old and very, very far deep in sleep. And, of course, I was right there with him. But it has always amazed me. And, of course, I do have a personal practice that I do when my, uh, when my pets die. I have been told as a paranormalist that animals do reincarnate, that um, – that cats will hang around for about six months and they reincarnate uh, and then dogs sometimes within a year. And I've heard various stories on that, but I've always had an interest in, in animals and the paranormal. So when my pets prepare to pass on, I do tell them that if they choose to reincarnate, and if they would like to come back, they are welcome to. You know, they just have to let me know that they're one of mine and try to make sure I get them. Right. And so I, I have always wondered if, if Shadow was fulfilling uh, that potential response. And so in, in the system, it is a possibility then. Right. It is, um, like with my dog. And actually, what we might want to do is we might just want to hold that story for post-commercial, just to give them a little teaser. But you have this wonderful story of a great reincarnation story of your dog and how she contacted you. So what we'll do is we'll pause for commercial break. And uh, as soon as we come back, I think that is an excellent story to to focus on for the second half. All right. Let's uh, go ahead and pause for commercial and we'll be right back. Time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say Bigfoot. Don't run away. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No. To my condo 
en pocas. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Will your dog have a bone to pick with you tomorrow? Is your cat planning a hissy fit? Follow the dog star to Pet Life Radio for Lucky Stars. Our weekly pet horoscopes. Whether your retriever's a believer or your Pekingese disagrees, this is the place to find out what the stars hold for your favorite furry friend. So pull up a crystal ball every week with your host, international pet astrologer, and earth, fire, water, and air, Dale Lucky. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host. Okay, and so we are back, and we were talking about pets and reincarnation, um, and we talked about how animals can reincarnate uh, according to the Buddhist system, and you have this fantastic story about how one of your pets contacted you about reincarnating and, and let you know about a new form. So would you like to tell us a little bit about that story? Oh, yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> my old dog, Cypress, she's actually my first dog, and she was there for me when nobody else was. She was very in tune with my thoughts and my emotions, and she seemed to know what I was thinking and feeling. You know, I could tell by the way she tilted her head or, you know, the, the way her eyes would look at me. And I would always tell her we'd be together forever in one form or another. This was before we connected with Buddhism. And it's very interesting because um, my brother, uh, he was mad at me, and he hadn't talked to me for about 10 years, and I had no idea why he was mad at me. And we were always so close. So this was a great source of pain for me. And whenever I was thinking about it, I would see Cypress's head tilt, and she'd get that look on her eye, in her eyes, you know. And... Um, when she passed away, it was it was devastating for me. My husband actually quit his job to take care of me. That's how wow. devastating it was. And it's a good thing he did. I don't think I could have made it through that by myself. But it was about a month after she passed away that I had a dream that Cypress was sitting down and I was on my knees and I hugged her and I looked down and she turned into this black and white dog with a white shoulder blade on the right side. And it was very prominent, and it stood out. And you know how you have dreams, and it's like, well, pay attention to this. You know, that's a big sign in the dream. So I told my husband about it, and then it was about a couple weeks later, I had another dream, and it was a black and white puppy walking towards me from a litter and had the same white shoulder blade on the right side. So at this point, I was convinced that Cypress was showing me what her new body was going to look like. So every time my husband would go to the store, I'm like, see if anybody's giving away puppies, you know. And so I was kind of driving myself crazy. And I said, okay, just relax, just wait, just wait for her to find you, you know. So I'm, I was out on the deck reading a book and the phone rang and my husband came out. 
And he said, your brother is on the phone. And I was like, really? You know, because he hadn't called me in 10 years. And he's like, yeah, he said that his dog just had a litter of puppies. Do you want to um, ask him about the black and white puppy? And at this point, I was like, okay, you know, but I, I'd driven myself crazy looking for her. And um, so I get on the phone and I said, hey, how you doing? I hear your dog just had puppies. And he's like, yeah, and there's 13. And I said, well, are there any black and white ones? And he's like, I don't know. Let me go look. So he goes outside and he comes back in. He's like, well, there's a male and a female uh, black and white one. And I said, okay, this is going to sound a little strange, but does one have a white shoulder blade on the right side? And he's like, what? And I said, could you please check for me? So he's like, okay. So he goes back out there and he comes back and he gets on the phone and he's like, yeah, the female does. What's going on? You're creeping me out. <laughs> and I said, that's my dog. Can you hold her for me? I'm coming to get her. This was, he's in Kentucky, so that's like 13 hours there, 13 hours back. But because my old dog knew that not being in contact with my brother was a great source of pain, she actually waited a little bit longer so that she could be born into his dog's litter and also bring us back together again. 13 is a, it's a pretty big litter, too. That's unusually large, it sounds like, at least to me. Is 13 a significant number in Buddhism or just the number it happened to be? I guess just the number it happened to be. I, I didn't really think about that. There, I remember going to get her, and I thought that she would come running to me. Mm-hmm. But she hid under the bed. And, you know, I, I was confused. And for a while there, um, for about a month or two, there were confirmations after we brought her home that she was Cyprus before because she would do some of the things that Cyprus would only know about. And she uh, was sleeping one night, and she went through the same things that Cyprus went through when she was dying. She did the death howl in her sleep, and she woke up all confused, and she lost bladder control in her sleep and, and had like a convulsion thing that Cyprus had when she was dying. And they say as, as, if, as in like reincarnated llamas that that's why it's important for them to find them, and they often find them through dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a llama visit, and I told him my story, and he said, yes, this, this is your old dog. So I named the, do- the puppy, I named it Namaste. Uh, it means hello, goodbye in Sanskrit, but it also means I honor the spirit within you. So they say for about 30 days to two months, you have glimpses of your former life. But then after that, it's all gone, and it's all you, you know. Mm-hmm. So now there's no more Cypress. It's completely Namaste. And um, I think the Dalai Lama even said that for a while he remembered his past life, but now, no, not anymore. He's just, you know. So there was that transitional period, and you recognized that, and then it faded, and now the the puppy is now, well, now an adult dog, I assume. But, uh, yeah, she's gone on five already. Okay, and you still have her. Yeah, she's a great dog. She's very smart, and... When my husband does his Buddhist practices, she is right there with him. Mm-hmm. So she's, um, you know, and we are both really convinced that her next incarnation will be in the human realm because she is practicing with him. She's very intelligent and she's just very loving towards everything. I mean, I, I caught her 
trying to make friends with a lizard out on the patio, <laughs> wagging her tail at the lizard. I have heard people say that uh, there are animals that are spiritually in tune, that higher level animals, and in fact, I think one of my pugs may be one of these, and that would be Odyssey, but those that are, are very much in tune with humanity and make friends and of the higher levels, that they they are kind of on the verge of becoming human again. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens to her in her next life and, and what that next part of that story is going to be for you with her. I may never know the next part of the story, you know, maybe her karma with me will be played out and um i know that one of our uh tibetan nuns passed away uh almost three years ago now and she said she was going to be reborn in india and things have happened that um she sent people messages letting them know she's back but we don't know exactly where she is um, her daughter called and had a dream, like I did, where her mom was telling her she's back. And I have a framed picture of her in my kitchen window. I've had it there for three years. And I went to bed one night. I woke up, and half of the face turned red. And that was her sign to me because um, her favorite uh, Tibetan deity was Vajra Yogini, and it's a red deity. Oh, wow. She knew that would make sense to me. And then another woman, she just keeps hearing her tell her in her, in her mind stream that she's back. So, um, yeah, Namaste could be reborn as a human, but would I find her again? I really don't know. I guess we'll we'll have to just find out. That's like part of the living experience then in Buddhism is finding those that you've come in contact with and then perhaps learning to let them go when, when that time is done and then just seeing where it goes from there. What an interesting story, though. That is really, really fantastic. Um, if people have questions or they want to learn more about this, I know you sent us a few websites. A uh, great book for them to get would be Sogyal Rinpoche's uh, the Tibetan Book of Living and Dying. It's a good starter book, and there's a chapter on the dying process, okay. and it really helped me understand what was happening as my dog was dying and what she went through after she was out of her body. Excellent. Um, and then you also mentioned that there's a Tibetan Lama who is coming uh, in May, right. June. If the listeners want to visit our website, it's www.ratnashri, that's R-A-T-N-A-S-H-R-I, dash tampabay.org. And we have Lamas visiting in uh, May, June, and also in October. And if they'd like to connect and ask the Lama uh, questions, uh, they can get all the information from our website. Excellent. And, and if they're interested in the animal reincarnation story, it was in the Animal Wellness Magazine's uh, August-September 2007 issue. And I believe you sent us links, and I'll try to make sure that those are also posted. But what a fantastic and unique story, and I thank you so much for being on with us today. Basically, just to wrap this up, I just want to thank our listeners for listening to today's segment of Paranormal Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. My name is Brandi Stark. Uh, If you would like to find out more about my own paranormal events of a rather general nature, uh, you're welcome to see my team website. Uh, my team is the Spirits of St. Petersburg and our website is www.spiritsofstpetersburg.com. I also encourage folks to check out their local pet rescue organizations. Right now in today's tight economy, the rescues are having a lot of problems and they need all the help they can get. 
I currently volunteer for Pug Rescue of Florida, and they can be found at PugRescueFlorida.org. If you have any stories or comments that you'd like to share, please go to PetLifeRadio.com and email this show. We'd love to hear them. And thank you, and have a very happy haunting. Pet Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. (laughs) 